Hey everybody, welcome to Hope for Our Times. I'm Kurt Reed from Calvary Chapel Harvest Life in Las Vegas, and I'm going to be filling in for Pastor Tom, and we're glad to have you joining with us uh, today. So what we're going to be covering here is a, uh, a series that I'm, I've titled Globalism Rising, Globalism Rising, and the first part of that we're going to cover today, as you see on your screen there, Globalism Rising Part 1, the Antichrist and Global Government. So we're going to get to that here in a few minutes, and first we're going to start off with uh, some recent articles and all, but why don't we just open up with a word of prayer and uh, just get, commit this time to the Lord, shall we? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for our time as we gather together, we get together, Lord, and uh, Lord, we are looking to ultimately to Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord. We thank you that you have called us, Lord, to be your church, that you have saved us, and, and Lord, we thank you for this time as we get to be in your word and see the things that are happening in the world, and we know that our King is coming, and we are excited. So Lord, bless this time. We lift it up to you in Jesus' name, and all God's church said amen and amen. All right, so you know, of course, uh, we've had here uh, recently, uh, Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox News, and uh, we see that taking place, and and just a lot of strange things, I, in my personal opinion, taking place. Look, guys, I don't trust. I don't trust the news. I haven't trusted the news for a long time, uh, and certainly not over the past uh, few years or so. I just look at it uh, really as just a, a propaganda arm of uh, well, the, the the current regime and and others as well. And so, you know, who knows what's really going on? But I'll, I'll tell you this. They want to control the information that we get, the information that we receive, that we see, those kinds of things. We know that's going on. We know it's been going on. We know how Google has been doing that and, and what they rank on their Google feed and what they want you to see and then what they put kind of in the back pages. Really hard uh, to find some of those things, you know. We've seen the things that have been going on with Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and, and has he's been brought in and, and, and questioned uh, about those things. And guys, I don't know. Who knows if we'll ever really know or really find out. But uh, like we used to say back in the day, strange things afoot at the Circle K. So I guess uh, stay tuned for, for more of that whole thing. But check this out as we're talking about strange things. That's what we'd expect to find in the last days. Check out this article right here. Um, truly ano uh, anomalous UFOs. Uh, video released and reviewed by the Pentagon. Guys, that's, that's pretty strange, don't you think? That we've got the Pentagon reviewing UFOs, reviewing UFO footage and, and all of these kinds of things. Look, this is a picture of, of supposedly one of those things. Now, First of all, let, let's get something straight here. I don't believe that there's little green men with a single eye uh, and they're, they're flying around and, and, you know, whatever going on like that. I don't believe in any of that. But we do know that the enemy is a, big, is a great deceiver. If there is something that's going on, I'll tell you what it is. It's demonic in nature. 
But it could also be that it's just the appearance of something going on, that the enemy is manipulating things and, and doing those kinds of things. We know that he, he has uh, all kinds of power to do uh, a number of different things and lies and, uh, you know, signs and wonders, all kinds of strange things. So perhaps none of this is really going on as uh, what they think, but maybe it's just all part, one way or the other, something's happening here. Okay, and I think that it's all part of a great deception, ultimately to deceive the masses, uh, especially and primarily during the seven year tribulation. But man, I'll tell you what, some of the stuff that they've been showing on this pretty crazy, freshly released footage of an unidentified flying object has been examined and broken down frame by frame by Pentagon authorities. And uh, they're just saying, hey, uh, something's not right here. Uh, things aren't adding up. And they're trying to figure it out. And man, again, strange things happening. And that's exactly what we would expect to see uh, really in these last days. Uh, the article continues uh, here in this frame. UFO video broken down again, frame by frame. You check out the, the videos on this and it's, it's pretty wild. You know, they've been talking about this stuff for uh, at least a couple few years now. And the cases are growing where really our military officials just don't have an explanation for a pretty large chunk of what is going on. Things that are denying the laws of physics or the laws of known physics. I mean, that's crazy stuff. And I believe personally that the enemy is going to utilize these things in these last days for his agenda. Who knows? Maybe that'll be part of uh, how he'll say that uh, millions of people are missing. We know uh, the rapture when we're caught up to be with the Lord in the air, but maybe he uses that as, uh, as the excuse for that. I don't know, you know. But anyhow, check this out right here from Natural News. Dr. Robert Malone, top universities worldwide are now puppets of the World Economic Forum. Well, guys, we know that the World Economic Forum is trying to influence all of these various leaders uh, of different companies, uh, global movers and shakers. Uh, there's so many that attend uh, those meetings there at the World Economic Forum. And uh, again, though, top universities worldwide are now puppets of the Worldwide Economic Forum. Look, it's all part of the propaganda arm of the Antichrist. Whether we're talking about the various news feeds that are out there, you've got to be careful with the news that's out there. And now there's, there's deep fakes and, and all of the AI, uh, you know, the chat GPT uh, generations, you know, four and uh, moving on to five here by the end of the year and all of that. Guys, um, the lies are becoming more and more palatable, more and more believable in all. And uh, universities are a prime breeding ground for training these, these young people in lies, in these agendas, in globalism and all of those kinds of things. And so, you know, again, not surprised by that whatsoever. Check this out right here. 
in this article. It says uh, uh, the following is from the uh, World Economic Forum press release published on June 13th. This is back in 2019. World Economic Forum and the United Nations signed uh, then a strategic partnership framework outlining areas of cooperation to deepen uh, institutional engagement and jointly accelerate the implementation of what? Well, none other than the 2030 agenda. They call it, it's, it's an agenda, guys. It's an agenda. And it's the 2030 agenda. Many things, climate control are all involved in there. The, you know, the vehicles that we drive, how we operate in our day-to-day lives. And you've got the World Economic Forum, this global entity, all involved in this and with the 2020 agenda for, as it says in the article, for sustainable development. So now the U.N. no longer represents uh, the nations. You know, it's a partner with, uh, you know, really just a thousand of the largest transnational, as it says in this article here, corporations of the world, the WEF and all of that. And a massive amount of money uh, has flowed into the coffers of the United Nations uh, and that mixed with the World Economic Forum. Uh, They don't have officials really that represent the people anymore. And that is a scary thing. We're a sovereign country. There are other sovereign countries in this world, but our sovereignty and our rights are being taken away from us. And that is precisely why we're on the thread that we are on today, because Antichrist is going to rise to power. We know that the final Antichrist, he's going to have this globalist agenda. He's going to be on this throne, so to speak, of the world having this control and all. And he's going to be uh, at the halfway mark. He is going to literally be indwelt by Satan himself. So we'll get back to that here shortly. But look at this one here. The Telegraph saying, humiliated Macron is now becoming dangerous. And guys, I don't know uh, what the future holds for uh, Macron or uh, any current or up and coming uh, perhaps global leaders. But this is the one thing that we've been seeing more and more with Emmanuel Macron from France is he's trying to rise to um, rise to power. Not, I mean, he already heads up France, right? But to rise to power over the European Union, the European nations as a whole. Uh, is that going to happen? Well, I don't know. I have no idea. But again, it gets my attention when we see the geopolitical shifts that have been taking place all across the world uh, in recent years. Things are moving. Things are shifting. There's war again in Europe. And, uh, and this guy right here, you know, again, uh, humiliated Macron is now becoming dangerous, it says in this article. And, uh, you know, he's, in fact, I've got a video. Let's check out this video here. I'll see a little bit more on this. Macron is speaking up and Europe is beginning to wake up. Now, we are now seeing cracks forming in the Western alliance. And when Macron visited the Netherlands, he doubled down on his comments about France staying neutral on the Taiwan issue. He's also calling for European sovereignty. But he made one statement that unleashed a wave of outrage. And he said, being an ally does not mean being a vessel. Doesn't mean that we don't have the right to think for ourselves. And this reveals a lot. 
Macron understands how much power the US has over the continent and this is why he's pushing for strategic autonomy in Europe, right? Essentially, he doesn't want Europe to become vassal states caught between the US and China conflict. And Macron went even further, targeting the US dollar. He called for Europe to reduce their dependence on the dollar system, saying how it can force European companies to forego business with third countries or risk sanctions violations. And remember, this is not Russia, this is not China making this statement. It's France, a NATO member, a country that's part of the G7 itself, and there is cause for concern. Yeah, it is. It is cause for, for concern because, you know, he's talking here about European sovereignty. So, you know, how it's been since the end of World War II is, is we've been... Um, uh, the big dad, so to speak, of, of the world, the police of the world. Our uh, dollar has, has been uh, really the, the number one uh, uh, financial kind of system that has been trusted over the years uh, globally. But look, the whole world is seeing, hey, the United States dollar is not stable or as stable as it was in the past. In fact, the United States itself isn't. Uh, we see a lot of uh, political upheaval continuing to grow, a lot of divide in our country. There's, there's been talk uh, really for um, at least a, a good couple, few years uh, or so now of even possible civil war in the country here. Uh, we're not trusted in our dealings with other countries, such as the whole situation that went on with Afghanistan and our very abrupt pull out from there. All of these things. And and Europe's like, look, we can't trust the United States anymore to guard us, protect us. We got to take matters into our own hands. And that's exactly, again, what I would expect to see in these last days is that the U.S. is going to decrease in its uh, authority globally so that at some point the final Antichrist will rise up and be able to take over everything and way more so. Um, but it says in there that they don't want to be a vessel, a vassal of the United States. And we see that the partnership really is, is ending. Look, the world doesn't trust the U.S. anymore. And uh, the United States, as we know it, uh, is really kind of coming to a close. And I know that that's hard for a number of people to hear, but that's exactly what we, what we see when we look in the book of Revelation and we look in Daniel. So, hey, let's get right on to this now. Because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. So globalism rising, and that, again, three parts of that, and one sinister goal, by the way. Three parts of globalism rising, one sinister goal. Over the next three weeks, we're going to examine what's happening all over the world um, and, and compare those things here to God's word. The question is, is do we see globalism rising? I'll tell you what, guys, I definitely do. I believe that you see it as well. Now, here are the three parts of globalism rising. Week one, the Antichrist and global government. Week two, the false prophet and global uh, religion. And week three, we'll see the mark of the beast and the global economy. So the big three, global government uh, and global religion and the global economy, which will really fund all of this that will be taking place. And we see the stage. We should expect to see the stage being set for that right now. And that is exactly what we see. Now, who leads this effort? Well, 
none other than Satan himself, who will indwell the Antichrist. He heads up the demonic uh, horde. He will be an influence, certainly, to the false prophet and will deceive the world into receiving the mark and and giving their their worship uh, to the beast, ultimately, you know, to him. So what is the current state of affairs? Well, we see that there are really two groups of people that are uh, involved here. Uh, Those that are eager and watching and waiting uh, for that time that we will be gathered together to meet the Lord in the air. And uh, then there are the others. Let's look at this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days. Guys, they're here. Scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. In other words, what are they saying? Nothing's changed. That's what they're saying. Nothing's changed. Same old, same old. Oh, yeah, you've been, you've been saying, yeah, the end is near. Jesus is coming back. And, and what's happening? Guys, some of those people have even been in some of our churches. I see, I've even had it in this church here, too. I know, that, I know of others that have had it as well in their churches. And look, when there are those scoffers, you know, you can look at them and say, hey, do you know that the word of God specifically spoke of you? But I wouldn't want it speaking of me in that, that form as in being a scoffer, but that's exactly what we see. So now when we look here at week one and we talk about the Antichrist, right? He's the son of perdition. Only two times in the Bible do we see someone called the son of perdition. One is Judas Iscariot. Look at this here. John chapter Uh, Oh, we had it. There we go. John chapter 17, verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that scripture might be fulfilled. Well, we know that that's Judas Iscariot. Then we see the second one here. Second Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. So that is the Antichrist or the final Antichrist. And then we see that the Antichrist, well, he's going to be over global government. When we look in Daniel chapter 7, we see that the Antichrist is over the global government in these last days. Then we see that he's going to control daily laws and and global affairs. Think about that. He's going to control daily laws and the global affairs. Check this out right here. I don't have it on the screen, but in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, and it says, He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. That's the last three and a half year period of the tribulation. That last three and a half years is called the great tribulation. So he's just going to try and change things up. 
Well, what kind of things is he going to try and change up? Well, I believe things such as climate laws. Look, they're already trying to change climate laws, health laws, uh, things having to do with marriage and who can get married. Now here uh, in America, they're saying that two men can marry or two women can marry. Eventually, I believe it's going to be where they're going to say, well, hey, why limit it to two? Maybe it, maybe it can be three can be married or four or, you know, whatever, whatever makes you feel good, I guess. Uh, changing things with, with food and food laws and all of these things. But now he's also got to have a team, doesn't he? We're going to be spe- speaking about that. So the team of the Antichrist, it's the 10 kings there to implement his rule. So we see this now in uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 24. And it says this, the ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom and another shall arise after them and he shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings. So the ten horns, ten kings, all of this that we see. Now, he's called the Antichrist. What does anti mean? It means pseudo. It means against or in place of. So he's the pseudo Christ, the pseudo Messiah. And he will assume the role of being this substitute Christ or substitute for Christ. And we also see in the word of God a seed war. We see the Antichrist is, um, or we see here the word of God. Actually, let's bring it up here in Genesis. Uh, move ahead. Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, which is uh, an interesting statement, and we could, we could speak on this for the, just this verse for an hour. But, um, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So, again, speaking of that seed war that will take place there, and, and there's the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman and all. Now, the Antichrist will be, as we've already stated, possessed by, at the three and a half year mark, will be possessed by Satan himself. He is the other one called the son of perdition that we already explained from the word. He's going to be the top dog, this Antichrist, the top dog of evil, evildom, so to speak. And he'll be the, really the, the crowning uh, achievement, the masterpiece of the Antichrist, uh, or of Satan, I should say, in these last days and in the tribulation. In fact, when you look at 2 Thessalonians 2.9, it says, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So, you know, Satan has many ones. Um, uh, he's had many uh, men in the waiting over the years, many men in the wings uh, over the ages. And, uh, and uh, this one here is going to be the one that I, I guess he, he's the one that, that finally makes the cut, you know, because the Antichrist doesn't know God's or not Antichrist, I'm sorry, I keep on saying that. Satan doesn't know God's timing. God knows his timing. Satan doesn't know. So he's always got one ready and in the wings. I believe there's one right now that's ready and in the wings. And I believe the one that's ready and in the wings right now is likely going to be the very one that will be that final Antichrist and the son of perdition. And so really today, the world is chomping at the bit for a man with a plan, uh, someone who, who has the, 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 the charismatic uh, kind of uh, way that he carries himself to just uh, really just 
fool the masses, you know. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to be that, that they, they're looking for that leader to rally behind. And look, people have been looking for that for a long time, haven't they? I want you to check out this video, though. And I know the video quality is not good. The sound quality is pretty good. But it's the best that I could get on this. Check this out. I think it's really pretty startling and pretty revealing. And guys, I mean, this is from, you know, decades ago already. Check this out. This is Walter Cronkite. You'll see here in just a moment. World government is the structure necessary for global justice. I'm in a position to speak my mind, and by God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> First, we Americans are going to have to yield up some of our sovereignty. That's going to be, to many, a bitter pill. Today, we must develop federal structures on a global level to deal with world problems. We need a system of enforceable world law, a democratic federal world government. Most important, we should sign and ratify the Treaty for a Permanent International Criminal Court. Pat Robertson has written in a book a few years ago that we should have a world government, but only when the Messiah arrives. <laughs> he wrote, and literally, any attempt to achieve world order before that time must be the work of the devil. Well, join me. I, I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. Wow. I mean, think about that. And you know what, what probably bothers me even more than he says this, he believes this, he follows this. He's got a national, Walter Cronkite, you know, national uh, audience and all of that is the people in the background that are laughing. They just think, hey, this is all, you know, all good and fun. It's all silliness and, and, and whatnot. And, and they're, they're laughing. But I believe that the time is truly coming and is getting very close where people aren't going to be laughing when they see what actually is coming upon the world. In fact, maybe some of you have heard this. Check this out right here. Paul Henry Spock, the first president of the U.N. General Assembly. Think about that. He helped form the European Parliament, a leading figure in formulating the content of the Treaty of Rome at the uh, Messina Conference in uh, 1955. The six participating governments appointed him president of the working committee that prepared that treaty, the treaty. And he was also the one-time Secretary General of NATO. So this guy is involved in a lot of big things and, and big groups and UN General Assembly and, and the European Parliament and, and the formulation of all of these things. He was a man that people listened to, that people followed. And look at this quote that he said right here when he said this. We do not need another committee. We have too many already. What we want is a man of sufficient, sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all people, to lift us out of the economic, look at that, economic morass, into which, what does it say? We are sinking. How much more now? Send us such a man, and be he God or devil, we will receive him. Well, you know what? 
his words will actually prove, unfortunately, to be very true. Because the world is going to receive the devil. They're going to receive him through this man of lawlessness, the son of perdition, the Antichrist himself, who will be uh, literally just indwelt or, or overtaken, you know, possessed uh, by the devil himself. So, okay, so I spoke about this next thing here. I spoke about this next thing about a year ago. Spoke about this, and uh, here we are again, gang, and this is, honestly, this is real, real big news. We've been talking about it. We're going to continue to talk about it. I encourage you to get the phone number uh, to your congressman or congresswoman. Let them know to your senators. Let them know. Light up the switchboards. Let them know where you stand on this, that you don't agree with this. And uh, But this is a real big deal here. Check out this article. Uh, Gateway Pundit Leo Holman uh, says, Biden regime leading all nations into global beast system that would require compliance with digital health tyranny enforced by the UN World Health Organization. So the WHO, which is an arm of the United Nations. Now, guys, you got to understand something here. This is, uh, this is a real big deal. The, the Biden regime is behind this and pushing this, uh, really the, the driving force behind pushing this very thing. Our very own government, or well, I should say the Biden regime is going against the world and our country and trying to push this very thing. Because in doing this, now you got to understand this, they are trying to subvert our votes, our voting system. Guys, we don't have a voice in this matter at all. If they vote to push this thing uh, there at the WHO, this will go above our U.S. sovereignty when it comes to health care matters. What does that mean? Well, again, the, the WHO is a division of the U.N., uh, organized as an advisory organization. And uh, if this passes uh, at the end of May, by the way, is when this is going to take place in Geneva, Switzerland, they will be able to uh, be the enforcers of, I believe it's 194 nations in the world uh, of global health laws. Now, if this thing would have been enforced, if this thing would have been in place three years ago, Guys, I'll tell you what, we would be in a whole nother place and it would be really bad right now because they would have total unchecked power. The head of the WHO, if he were to declare a global health emergency over something, real or fake, real or made up, guys, it would give this person dictatorial powers, literally, it's like dictatorial powers to enforce a number of things. Look, we, we don't have sovereignty over this if we enter into this treaty. We shouldn't, but the Biden regime is pushing for this. What could it mean? Mandatory lockdowns, uh, boosters, more vaccines, lockdowns uh, from work, school, recreation, from church, fines, imprisonment, 
containment camps that we already know that they were building uh, during this time in different areas. Phone trackers, they're already talking about the phone trackers. They've come right out and said it, that they want to implement phone trackers associated with these things. Uh, Not being able to see family members in nursing homes. Digital health certificates for travel. They've come out and said it, guys. They've said it. Digital health certificates to be able to go here and there, travel. More mandates on these things over people's faces. Home fellowships could be banned. They would have control over all of it, and our country would not be able to say no to it. Big deal. This is a real big deal. So, look, the world is moving uh, very quickly towards this totalitarian control, this globalism, this globalistic control. And guys, it's getting bad, and it's getting bad uh, really, really fast. So let's continue on this. So Revelation, let's look at this. Revelation chapter 13. Let's look here. Revelation chapter 13. Now, in 13, we see two beasts that are, that are here. We see a beast coming out of the sea. That's the Antichrist. We see a beast coming out of the earth. That's the false prophet. That's his, his sidekick. It's Robin to Batman, you know, whatever you want to call it. Both of them wicked. Both of them uh, exceedingly evil. And who exactly is this Antichrist? Daniel 9, 26 Look at this here. It says, after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Verse 27, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. What else do we know about uh, this Antichrist? Check this out. First John 2, 22, who is a liar? He's a liar. But it says, who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. We see in Revelation eleven seven. That when they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out in the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. So we see that he's a beast, right? Which, by the way, so he's a beast. The beast is opposed to, right? Remember now, he is the, uh, the, the pseudo-Christ, right? So he's the beast, but who is Christ? He's the Lamb of God, right? So we've got a beast. And we've got the Lamb, the Lamb of God. Scripture says, and we're not going to turn there, but 2 Thessalonians, that he is uh, lawless. He's the lawless one in 2 Thessalonians 2.8. And then we see uh, that Jesus, check this out right here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9. But Jesus, it says, he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. So there is nothing lawless in the true Messiah. But in the false one, the false Christ, we see that he is the lawless one. Then we see in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 16 and 17, that he is the idle shepherd. For indeed, I will raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for those who are cut off, nor seek the young, nor heal those that are broken, nor feed those that stand still. But he will eat the flesh of the fat and tear their hooves in pieces. 
Woe to the worthless shepherd. This is speaking of the Antichrist who leaves the flock. A sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye and his arm shall completely wither and his right eye shall be totally blinded. But we see now what in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Hey, praise the Lord for that, right? We serve the good shepherd. But those that are watching and were listening to Walter Cronkite, they don't even realize they're going to be following the false shepherd, the Antichrist, who will be literally indwelt by Satan himself. So let's check this out here now. We see in Revelation chapter 13, beginning in verse 1, it says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns. And uh, it says on, on his horns, ten crowns and on his head, a blasphemous name, something uh, sacrilegious uh, in word and deed. That's what blasphemous is there. So he's got these rising up out of the sea. That means out of the sea of nations, by the way, out of the sea uh, of the world is where this one is going to be rising up from. I mean, it's crazy. It's creepy stuff. The seven heads, ominous, terrifying when you really think of it uh, to observe such a thing. Now, when we talk about these, uh, these ones here, these seven heads, there's a number of, of, of theories and a lot of conjecture on this. We don't have time to get into all of that here this afternoon, uh, but I adhere to, uh, or, or uh, my personal take on this, I guess I should say, is that these seven heads here, that they speak of uh, different nations and empires as they have uh, and had and, and one that will relate to Israel, speaking of the Egyptian empire, uh, the Assyrians, then, of course, the Babylonians, the Medes, remember in, in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, the Babylonians, the uh, Medo-Persians, Grecian, the Grecian, the old Roman Empire, and then the revised Roman Empire, the one that is yet to come, uh, and that would be those seven heads. And so he's, I believe that he's going to represent all of the wickedness and evilness that uh, all of these here have represented, or those first six, will all be uh, found in this one. You know, Larry Richards said uh, in the book of uh, Revelation there, Smart Guide to the Bible series, this is what he said. The seven-head, seventh uh, world government will be run by the Antichrist. His world government will be subdivided into 10 crowns, 10 major divisions. And that's what I believe. There's going to be 10 major divisions that will cover the globe that will be headed up from Rome um, and uh, from Europe there, with each having its own uh, wicked ruler, he said. So, you know, the Antichrist, he's going to be the, ultimately the closer of the deal and all. And uh, uh, what deal is he going to try and close? Well, uh, he's going to confirm the covenant we see in the word of God, right? He'll be the one that will confirm the covenant. In other words, the covenants already, will already be in place, but he's going to add teeth to it. Uh, he's going to be the one that's going to give the final push, I believe, my opinion, the final push there for the temple to be built. They're already working on all the implements from the temple. 
He's going to be the one that's going to turn the system of digitized money into where it all connects to him, the Antichrist. So he's going to be the one who finalizes everything, you know, closes the deal on all of these things. And so what would we expect to see? We would expect to see digitized money, CBDCs, all of the push for those things, getting away from fiat money. And that's exactly what we are seeing today. Global uh, moving and shaking of, of uh, the governments and all. And that's exactly what we are seeing today. The preparation for that third temple. And again, that's exactly what we are seeing today. And so uh, we see that all listed there. We see scripture uh, speaks for us. I'm just going to fast forward here a couple of these things. Scripture speaks for us uh, of the ten horns. Those ten horns are ten kings that will be over ten, uh, ten areas or ten regions is, is how I see that uh, in the word because it's got to have a global scope, not just a scope uh, there within Europe. And so he's going to have that kind of uh, power, that kind of authority and all. In fact, Revelation, if you look at this, 1712, the ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have authority or have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. And so uh, there you have it. We see that also mentioned there in uh, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 24. We're not going to go there. The ten crowns and all that we read about, that's the political, what are those crowns? It's political power and, and authority and their rule and all. And so we see that here. If you look at this, in Revelation 17, 12, the ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour. Again, as kings with uh, the beast and all. And then when we see here, uh, back in Revelation, now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet like the feet of a uh, bear, his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him power and his throne and great authority. The leper we, we recognize when we were in, in our church in the book of Daniel uh, represents uh, the Grecian Empire. Swift with speed and all. The bear, the Medo-Persian empire, very strong as a bear would be. The lion, the Babylonian empire, terrifying when a lion gives its roar and all. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, and who was the dragon? Well, the dragon is none other than Satan himself. And it says, and I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. And, and this is interesting, guys, as if it had been mortally wounded, I personally um, don't believe that the wound will be uh, mortal, but it will appear to be mortally wounded, uh, as it says here, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. And that's exactly what, uh, what the enemy wants there. Uh, he wants the whole world to marvel. He wants the whole world uh, to follow after him. And that's exactly uh, what's going to happen. I believe this speaks specifically of, by the way, the Antichrist, not the Antichrist, um, um, what do you want to call it, empire having that mortal wound, but the Antichrist himself. In fact, look at this right here in Zechariah 11. 
17, it says, Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. A sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. His arm shall completely wither. Wow. And his right eye shall be totally blinded. Now, I think the wounds, in fact, um, uh, it's interesting because as it talks about this, this head wound and, and his arm withering, uh, whichever arm it's going to be, the right eye. My personal opinion on this is that the arm that withers, we don't know if it's a left arm or right arm, but I think that it's going to be the right arm because of the wound that's with the right eye. Here's another take that I have on this as well. I also, for another reason, think that it may be the right arm. And, well, I'm going to be 50-50 right on this, I guess, anyhow, right? But I also think that it's going to be the right arm because what does it say? When you look down further, Revelation chapter 13, and it says this, he causes all, in verse 16, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the, of the name of the beast or the number of his name. My personal thought, just a matter of conjecture, why would it be that he would have them receive a mark in those places? Because it's an identifying factor with him, with what happened to him. And it's like him saying, look, I conquered this thing. Look, I'm alive or I've, uh, you know, uh, come back to life or whatever the narrative is going to be. And AI and all the technologies can uh, can do all kinds of things to fool people. Uh, can you imagine when when you get to that point, uh, you know, however many years from now, even more so, guys, crazy, crazy stuff. So let's get back here and we're going to wind this up here. And so it says in verse four. Back in chapter 13, so they worshiped the dragon, gave authority to the beast. They worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast, who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemes, blasphemes. And he was given great authority to continue for 42 months. That's that last three and a half years. And then he opened his mouth to blaspheme against God and his name, his tabernacle and those in heaven. That's going to be those that have been raptured, guys, and blaspheme against us, too. He's got issues with us now. He'll have issues with us then. And it says that it was granted with him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue and nation. That's why I believe that this is totally global in scope, that it's going to be 10 regions that will cover over the entire globe. But look at this, guys. Look at this. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life uh, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He who has an ear, let him hear. Guys, we have an ear. We're called to hear, uh, really, as it says elsewhere, what the Spirit says to the seven churches. We have an ear to hear. And uh, hey, look, guys, it's going to end well for God's people. We've read the end of the book. We win. But we know that all of this is going down. It's going down uh, quickly. But I believe soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Put your trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Follow him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your might, 
all your strength. Jesus is coming soon, and I can't wait to get out of here, to get out of this place, and I bet you can't too. God bless you guys. We will see you next week when we cover the second part of this, dealing with the false prophet. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.